0: Welcome to Much More on Medicine on the Think Tech live streaming network series, broadcasting from our downtown studio at Pioneer Plaza in downtown Honolulu. I'm your host, Katherine Knorr. Much More on Medicine is an opportunity to learn about all aspects of healthcare. I talk with guests about medical and alternative care treatment, insurance, medication, surgery, rehabilitation, prevention, and much more. Joining me in the studio is Dr. David Samsami. to Talk about his invention, a do-it-yourself pap smear. Dr. Samsami is board certified by the American Board of Family Physicians and the American Board of Disability Analysts. He earned his medical degree from the Karolinska Institute Stockholm in Sweden. He served his residency and family practice at the UC Davis Affiliated Program in Merced, California. Dr. Samsami has been a community family physician in Hawaii since 2004. He has volunteered as an assistant clinical professor at University of Hawaii, John A. Burns School of Medicine, Department of Family Medicine. Dr. Samsami, welcome. Thank you. It's great to have great to have you here today
1: it is an honor to be here
0: okay so um this do-it-yourself pap smear what is the technical name for it
1: the technical name for this is a cervical tissue sample device uh, that it takes samples uh, of the cells from the cervix
0: okay and so can you explain how this is done
1: well it's uh, in reality in concept is very simple so it's a sorts of syringe that uh, has been designed in a way that once you push it in so it opens up a shroud that uh, there is a brush inside there so the woman can do this at home on their own privacy. And, okay. And uh, do it. Well, The instruction is a very simple.
0: Okay. So why don't we take a look at it? Okay. Sure, Let's- sure. Let's bring up the side uh, view.
1: Okay. okay. Absolutely. Yeah, the, the closed one. The mean, closed like, yeah. side view. Side okay. View, yeah.
0: Um, yeah. There we go. Okay. So, what? what is this? What well, are we looking this one, at?
1: Well, this one is just a uh, syringe that usually, you know, we use it in a daily using in healthcare and uh, that is designed now in a way that I put a cap on the uh, syringe that has a fluid Uh, inside it, and it is uh, locked by uh, uh, aluminum foil or uh, something uh, that can uh, hold the fluid inside the cap. Then, uh, um, that is the body of the uh, syringe, and inside the body, when we push in the plunger, uh, uh, the bottom part of the thing, it pushes out inside the uh, chamber of the syringe.
0: Okay. So let's look at the open uh, front view.
1: Sure. Okay. So
0: what, what are we looking at? here?
1: This one is now that uh, once uh, we push in the plunger inside, push it out, then it opens up on the top of the syringe, it opens up like a reverse umbrella. So it opens up and then uh, there is a brush that takes the sample cells it will appear inside the shrouds.
0: Okay, and then let's look at the open side view. Okay, and what does does this show?
1: Yeah, this one, if we say that, okay, now it has opened up and the upper part with the shroud that is covering the brush inside, so uh, once this inserted uh, uh, inside, so with a little push, uh, automatically will align with the uh, tip of the cervix
0: okay and so doctor you're a family physician and this seems to be something that what a gynecologist would do in your work as a family physician do you actually conduct pap smears on patients
1: yeah well it's a a big part of the family physician is women's health so um, i mean it all depends on how much a family physician is engaging but my practice, it has been everything, you know, as a, a pediatric to geriatrics, and uh, gynecology is some portion of
0: it. Okay. And so, we know that a lot of inventions have inspirations. And so, tell us about your inspiration that caused you to invent this. Right.
1: I mean, beside hearing all the time that, um, okay, this uh, position or this test is embarrassing uh, these comments. Uh, I was inspired mostly because one of my uh, patients uh, delayed in coming and doing the uh, test that she was supposed to do repeatedly, and went a couple of years, and finally when the test was done, unfortunately it was invasive cervical cancer. Mm-hmm. And that gave me an idea that, okay, why don't we find an easier mm-hmm. way uh, to, for women to be able to do it your, themselves? So in this way, you know, we will uh, avoid.
0: Okay. So essentially, um, this device allows a woman to insert that, um, that what we, sh- what the we syringe, saw, yeah. the a syringe. Okay? Yeah. And they do that at home. And by doing that, they extract cells. And then what do they do? after they complete that procedure? Well, the
1: thing is that first we target uh, which group, uh, you know, because this one uh, is designed for those people that are, you know, underserved community or hard to reach uh, people. So we say that with these people that uh, you're not coming for some reason, and uh, so how can we reach them? Then we mail this device home to them. And, uh, uh, you know, as an instruction, I say that, okay, now uh can you at least do this you know it would be uh anything better than nothing so uh if you do this then send it back to lab mm. so instruction they read it so it's very discreet when it goes home in a the mail then they open it and then do according to instruction collect the cells and then mail it to the lab and uh, the doctor will get the result and
0: okay so let's just say this proc- procrastinating woman who doesn't have time to come in to see you and they get the they get this in the mail to do it and they do it and then they forget to mail it out um, but how long will it last before it's spoiled
1: well the uh, i mean i cannot say exactly the time wise but basically if it is a shorter period of time i don't believe that you know because this uh, uh preservative may, it, it preserves the cells and uh, Uh, just looking it on their microscope to see whether the cells are pathologically or no normal. I don't believe that it would be but the goal here is and I don't believe that any uh, person that would do the test uh, would delay in mailing it you know they they don't want to have any samples of anything left over but in case if they forget I still think it's good to mail it and uh, uh, see what the lab would say.
0: Okay and can any laboratory analyze the cells.
1: Those that they, yeah, uh, I mean, a standard laboratory, that did, laboratory that they do this stuff. Yes, they would be able to do it.
0: Is it difficult to use this device at home?
1: Not really, because there are already a lot of uh, patients we prescribe medicine that they use the same sorts of applicator uh, to treat other uh, bacterial vaginosis and stuff like that. So if they follow the instruction, it is very simple.
0: Okay. And does it collect cells from multiple parts of the cervix? Yes.
1: Uh, well, this is designed that the brush inside the thing, if we look at another picture from above that we can see the brush. Let, uh, let's, yeah, yeah that there we one, go. The middle part of the uh, brush is longer than the sides of the brush. So the middle part goes into endocervical area and the outer part is gets the cervical area. And any smear should have both endocervical and peripheral cervical.
0: Okay, um, so how important is early detection of cervical cancer?
1: Well, early detection of any disease is very important. And especially if it comes to a cancer form, that's uh, uh, almost life saving and it, uh, prevention is almost everything in medicine. So if we prevent it, we would never end up with the disease and uh, would not cost so much, both, you know, uh, economically and also emotionally. That, that would affect.
0: So if the test is positive for precancerous cells, are there things that doctors can do?
1: Absolutely, I mean, the test it does not need to be positive for precancerous. It can just say that they are abnormal cell. Or uh, inflammatory. That just is a source of uh, uh, light that uh, you know. Say okay, now you really need to go and get checked. And then uh, now when they do the check again, and it is pathologically or or has changed. So of course, early intervention preserve uh, uh, life.
0: Okay, fantastic. Um, so this kind of reminds me of something like Twenty Three and Me or a home pregnancy test. Is that kind of the what this is about, doing something at home rather than going to a clinic to do it.
1: Yeah, exactly. The home devices are designed to do that, that the patient would be able to do it on their own privacy of the home. And uh, uh, pretty much that's the same.
0: Okay, and so, and I also understand that they have uh, tests that you can determine like for for problems with the colon and um, issues uh, where they, you could do a home sample. That's right. Yeah, those uh,
1: those are uh, like cologard uh, um, or stool samples and stuff. They're uh, similar but of different type of the test. Yes, patients does it at home and send it to the lab.
0: Okay, so now this is an important question. Um, what other Benefits are there to this test? Does it capture any other cells? or oh, absolutely.
1: You... Yeah, the uh, it uh, captures almost all um, sexually transmitted
0: infections,
1: as they call it, STI. So as chlamydia, gonorrhea, HPV, human papilloma virus, and uh, also fun- fungus infection, bacteria, vaginosis, trichomonas, anything that could be captured at this one, fix it up.
0: So I think that sounds like a wonderful thing for people that are kind of embarrassed about Going to a doctor? Absolutely,
1: for that? absolutely. Because they, uh, especially younger generation, that you know, if they want to do this, and then uh, okay. you, so it stops the spreading, and then also it gives them a, a source of idea now I have to go to the doctor and get treatment.
0: Okay. Um, so uh, now, how prevalent is this problem of cervical cancer? In the world? It is, uh,
1: I mean, there's a quite large number of uh, women that, uh, you know, yearly worldwide, uh, you know, be uh, offered to this disease and die of the disease. There is a great number of people, and somewhere around, let's say, 6%. And uh, so that
0: that they develop uh, cervical cancer that leads to death. Okay. All right. Um, so doctor, um, now, um, is a device difficult to use? I mean, we...
1: No, uh, I mean, uh, uh, if, if they really read the instruction properly, like any other, as I mentioned, when we prescribe, uh, medicine with applicator, they have to read it that, okay, how is it to do that? It's not difficult at all, that following the instruction is very simple and safe.
0: Okay. Fantastic. Uh, this is Catherine Noor, much more on medicine with Dr. Samsami.
1: Aloha, this is Rob Hack. My show is Exporting from Hawaii every other Thursday from 12 to 12.30 p.m., where I bring in people involved in the entire exporting infrastructure in Hawaii, including government, academia, and manufacturers and shippers themselves. Please join me every other Thursday, 12 to 12.30 PM on exporting from Hawaii. Mahalo.
0: Aloha, I'm Mellie
1: James, host of Let's Mana Up. Tuesdays, every other Tuesday from 11 to 11.30. This show is meant to dive into stories of local product entrepreneurs and how they're growing their companies from right here in Hawaii. I'm so thrilled to have our show kicked off. And so please join us on Tuesdays at 11 o'clock as we talk to local entrepreneurs and hear their stories.
0: We're back, we're live. I'm Catherine Noor and this is much more on medicine on the ThinkTech Live Streaming Network series. And we're talking with Dr. David Samsami about his new invention of a do-it-yourself pap smear. Doctor, do you have a patent?
1: Yes, this one is a U.S. patent recently, uh, and uh, it has been patented.
0: That's big news, and it sounds like it's just going to be an amazing product for many populations. Yes, it?
1: that's the hope that, uh, that we can reach those that are very difficult to reach, and then we would save lives. That's the whole idea behind the UN.:
0: Okay. So the type of populations that would benefit, um, those are people in rural areas, and what other types of populations? Uh, I mean,
1: any uh, um, population can use this, as we mentioned also. Some people, due to privacy, uh, you know, or religion reason, they don't Mm want to go to to, uh, their doctors and stuff. So those will be identified, and then they can request. So, uh, you know, a device will be sent home to them at least to get it done. Okay. Now, of course, we don't say that this would replace the doctor's examination. We still say that uh, that would be the best if uh, somebody can go and be examined by their doctor. Okay. It's right. adjunct.
0: So I think this might lead to some cost savings. Is that correct?
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, uh, one of the uh, good uh, benefits of this device is, is the cost. But uh, saving lives is uh, priceless, so we cannot say that, okay, just because it's cheaper, we got to go, uh, you know, to do that. But no, in today's society, uh, we need to have a low-cost healthcare okay. with the best uh, source of service. And so that one is a fraction of a price of me, of, of, uh, but still, we won't say that. Just because of that, that, for this reason, we are going to introduce this. No, we want to introduce it in order to get more people to get tested. Okay. So, in this way, yeah.
0: And, you know, one thing that I didn't ask you, and I think this is important, what is a pap smear?
1: Yeah, a pap smear is um, a sort of test that uh, before was uh, yearly that uh, women uh, need to do it. Then... Uh, nowadays uh, they say that if it has been normal, so it's a test that um, ladies go to their doctor and uh, the doctor uh, take the same method that we're doing with the brush take test from the cervical area and then send it for analysis and see that you know whether it's normal or abnormal or if it is any infection or okay. so that's what the pap smear means.
0: Okay. okay and um, how often do women normally get a pap smear before
1: yeah before was uh, recommended to be done yearly then as uh, uh, years went by so now they recommend that uh, you know every two to three years three years that would be the maximum if the pap smear consequently is normal okay but if the uh, patient somehow would like to get it done yearly still they they wouldn't say no they would recommend it to do
0: okay, so if now uh, before your invention people would have to go to their doctor and have this done, how much would a doctor's office visit cost? Well, I
1: would estimate that uh, in the office uh, Pap smear does when you charge the insurance and pay somewhere around one hundred eighty dollars that would be the cost of the office visit and the a Service that the doctor is doing, then uh, of course, this one is not embedded the uh, lab cost uh, in it. You know, lab, I have absolutely no idea how much they would charge to, to do it, they charge insurances. And uh, so it would be a quite big uh, difference between get it done privately or get it done at the office.
0: Okay, so. And then the cost of this device, about, like, if, let's just say an insurance company was paying for it, right, right. How, what would be the range?
1: Well, it is, of course, uh, you know, I would guess, I, I'm not professionally making or manufacturing this, but it shouldn't be expensive. I would guess somewhere around 15 to $20 sure. uh, would cost, so it would be around one-fifth of the price of that.
0: Okay. Uh, so we're looking at the difference between a cost of, like, a $180 office visit and a $10 to $15 test that someone could do in the privacy of their own home that would not only perform a pap smear, obtain, get those cells to be tested right, right? for cervical cancer, but also could detect um, STIs. SDIs, okay? That's right. Okay. So that seems like a huge benefit.
1: Absolutely, okay. absolutely.
0: So when I, when I kind of think about the potential advantages of this, I think about all these countries that, like such as Africa, or um, for example, Africa, lots of remote areas uh, not served uh, potentially by doctors, is that no, correct?
1: No, absolutely, yeah. It, it, in Africa, it's not the need to be remote. You know, even in their cities areas, they don't have that much of a doctor's uh, pair you uh, know population that they should serve. So there's a lot of underserved people
0: okay. that,
1: uh, that, uh, that could be targeted and saved.
0: And then when Sweden. I think about the Middle East or parts of Asia, I think about the uh, need t- uh, for privacy. Absolutely. Okay. Where some populations they can't see a male doctor absolutely okay. the
1: cultural set there are uh, a lot of cultures that uh, women don't like to be uh, you know examined by by a male and uh, so in this way uh, i don't believe that they would mind to do it themselves and uh, any any woman would, would like to be tested by a you know female examiner or male examiner sure still they would say that i would prefer if i can do it myself i would prefer to do it
0: myself. okay and then we even have populations like in the north for example i know you um went to school in stockholm I that's right and yeah I, when i look at at the those countries scandinavian countries they have a lot of really remote oh, areas yes right?
1: yes absolutely you know there are some places in Sweden or norway or Finland, that it's about four or five hours uh, to the closest uh, facility.
0: So this would be a lot easier. Oh
1: Absolutely. I think that they would be very much interested and because they usually uh, uh, invest in preventive medicine.
0: Okay. Fantastic. Okay. And um, so, and then when I look at countries like um, the UK or Canada, they try to provide care to all of their um, citizens. And so this would probably benefit them as well. Absolutely.
1: I mean, now, if we, we we shouldn't go that far to UK or so in in United States now, almost everywhere, every state, uh, their goal is to uh, give the best health care and lowest cost. All the insurance companies, uh, you know, encourage doctors that, you know, to bring in people or annual health examination, just to prevent. So, so even in the United States, it would be <laughs> very much benefited.
0: Yeah, and uh, especially Hawaii, where yeah, we have absolutely. outer islands, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, and yeah. we even have islands that don't have many doctors, oh, like and Oh, absolutely, sure, yeah. That, is,
1: that, that was the whole goal, to uh, target those people.
0: Okay, fantastic, okay. So uh, does the, um, using the cervical, um, Uh, Tissue sample device does that mean that a patient doesn't have to see a gynecologist.
1: No exactly as I mentioned We even uh, recommend uh, the very hard nothing can replace a doctor's examination Mm -hmm. So that's why we encourage them. This is just that for some reason if they cannot do it So it will not take two years three years after uh, you know whatever test has shown that it become like so late, like the other patient I mentioned, that so this says, okay, now, if you cannot do it, you can or you have no possibility to go to doctor. So we send it home to you, you get it done. at least uh, you know it, it gives us some idea uh, where in time that person is.
0: So it really doesn't replace that um, hands-on um, visit with the doctor who checks other health issues like like uh, breast, health, and no, other...
1: absolutely, things. absolutely okay. not. Absolutely not. Nothing in reality can replace a, a doctor's visit
0: test. Sure. Yeah,
1: even, even now, if they send a, a test for colon cancer, uh, still colonoscopy is the gold standard that needs to be done. Mm-hmm. But, of course, it prevents a lot of uh, time, you know, for early stage. So they find out that, yes, okay, there was a blood in a stool, or there was this and was that. So it captures it, mm-hmm. you know, earlier.
0: So if there is a, let's just say that there's a positive finding and uh, the lab comes back with a positive finding, does that go, back, go does the test go to their physician?
1: Yes. They, uh, they um, it is that way since they are sent home from the physician to those targeted patients, so the result will go to a uh, uh, doctor, and the doctor, you know, will, will write a letter or uh, stating that, okay, was this so, uh, come, you know, for, for a real, more thorough examination.
0: Okay. okay, and so if it's positive, then they'll probably have a repeat in the office?
1: Uh, yes, possible? absolutely, okay. yeah, then uh, it's like any other test. Even sure. we do pap smear and it becomes, in the office setting, positive, then we say that, okay, uh, if at the stage it is, then whether in six months or one year, you have to repeat the test, but it is on alert that something is wrong.
0: okay, so the the person who has always had negative pap smears or hasn't had one yet, they could probably do this, but once it starts being positive, then we're really shifting into actual hands on medicine
1: absolutely okay. absolutely and uh, and so, but the, the younger generation, of course uh, we recommend. To do this test and not just for the smear purposes just for the STI oh. you know because a lot of them go silent sure. <laughs> and sure. spreading in a community and so on. Yeah.
0: And, and so it not only um, is a good thing in relation to cervical cancer but also um, could could help uh, prevent the spread of uh, STI's. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. Well doctor it's been Fantastic talking with you today, and and I'm so excited about your um, about your invention. Well,
1: thank you for having me. And
0: so, um, well, um, I I just want to say we really appreciate it. And uh, so we're out of time today, but we'll have to and we'll have to wrap this up. I'm Catherine Noor. This is much more on medicine on the Think Tech Live Streaming Network series. Uh, We've been talking with Doctor. David Samsami about his invention of a do-it-yourself cap smear. And uh, uh, thank you for joining us today, Doctor. And uh, thanks to our broadcast engineer, our floor manager, and to Jay Fidel, our executive producer, who puts it all together. Please join us for future ThinkTech productions.
1: Thank you.